It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello and welcome. This is Denise Michaels, and I am here with Dr. Kelly Ward, future senator of the great state of Arizona, um, and author of her forthcoming book. And today is Wednesday, February 1st. How are you doing? Pretty good. How about you? Good. How was the inauguration festivities? Oh my gosh, it was it was great. It was uh we had such a good time. We um we saw so much. It, you know, we walked a lot. We walked our legs off, you know, 8 or 9 miles every day. Most of the roads oh, good were closed. Yeah, almost everywhere we were, the roads were closed. Um, you know, so it was it was good. It was, you know, the balls were fun. The the protesters were interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to have that mindset about it. So, anyway, so um, I read your chapter, all right, and I'm not going to keep you in suspense. I liked it, and we'll go over why, you know, but tell me what it was like to write it for you. Tell me how you were feeling about it. Well, it was hard, you know, it it was hard to go back, you know, but it was good to go back and try to really recapture those feelings of of how, how I felt, and I don't know that I'm that good at expressing those, you know, like, you know, I'm pretty much just straightforward. And so trying to make it into something that's more touchable and more emotional is is a challenge. Uh, okay. but, you know, so, but it was it was good. I wish I could have written oh, more. Okay. Do you, you wish what? I, I wish it, I could have written a little bit more. I don't know, you know, more, more. I guess more drawing people in. I mean, I was trying to draw people in, um, you know, and I kind of, I wanted to show in the moment and then back away and then go back into the moment, but I don't know if I really did that. Right. Okay. All right. Um, I liked it, you know. I mean, I don't think you have to be, like, emoting all over the place, you know. I thought the heartbeat was a terrific way to start and end the chapter because you're a doctor. Um, there is one word in there you said, and I heard this before, but I it, it just, I don't remember what it means is tachycardia or tachycardia. Yeah. Rapid heart rate. Rapid heart rate, okay. Yeah. So it might be better to say rapid heart rate, you know. Okay. So and like, like I say, I heard that word before, but the minute you say words that people don't understand, they start, like, pulling away from you a little bit, you know, and, yeah, yeah, and you don't want that, so, anyway, um, would you say, I'm going to try to pull some emotions out of you a little bit, okay, okay, Okay. would you say you had uh, sweaty palms a little bit? Yeah, a little bit, yes. Okay, so there's one sort of 
um, physiological reaction yeah. to emotions. Yeah. I think okay. I put that there somewhere. I can't remember where. Not till the end. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, here right. at the very, very end, it's the waves of nerve nausea, sweaty pulse, tachycardia. Right. So, so that stuff should be up front. Okay. In the chapter. So then, then what you can do at the very end is like, you know, the waves of emotions, and and you know, you can say it in kind of a more general word in a more general way without describing physical symptoms. Would you say, um, I know when I speak, you know, I'm always, um, I was in uh, Houston over the weekend and I had a little speaking thing to do. And I know when I get in, you know, 600 people in the room, right, pretty decent sized crowd, um, I'm always nervous, right? I mean, I'm told I'm a good speaker. I've been to Toastmasters and Dale Carnegie and I've done a ton of it and I've learned from but I'm still always nervous, you know. Right. And some people say that means that you really care, you know. Yeah. And I choose to believe yeah. that because it's possible, you know. But, yeah. like, my stomach is always, you know. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what would you say were the thoughts racing through your mind? Well, kind of the things that I I said, you know, I hope it's full. I hope, you know, I hope people are excited, all those kinds of things. Right. Right. I hope I don't mess up, I, you know, those kinds of things. Okay. So where was this held? Where was it held? It was held in Lake Havasu in, uh, at Chagrues in the conference room, the, well, the event room. It was held in Lake Havasu. I didn't hear the rest of it. Oh, in uh, at a restaurant, there's a restaurant that has an event center, basically, that's downstairs from the Got main it. restaurant. Okay. All right. And and how many people uh, showed up? How many people were there? About 400. Okay. All right. So, like, let's include some of those details. All right. Okay. At an event center, about 400 people. Was that more than you thought or less than you thought? It was more than I thought. You know, we were hoping for, okay. like, 150 people. Okay. So you got more than you thought. Did you have to um, go up a few steps to get onto the platform? Yes. Did you feel it at all shaky when you went up those steps? Uh, not not too much. I usually don't get too shaky. Okay. I get more, you know, I think I get more energized the closer I get to getting to actually doing it. Okay. So then maybe you more like you kind of flew up the steps. Yeah. Because you were excited. Okay. Was there a handrail when you went up the step? I know these are little tiny details. Yeah. No, no. There was just I think either either my dad or my husband, you know. <laughs> You know, got or maybe both got a hold of my you know, hand just to make sure that I was going to be steady. But you're always worried about your heel. Are you going yeah. like, right. to you know trip on your heel? Are you gonna, you know? Okay, and then and then you know at one point where you're in the back before you came out, you said you yeah. you sat really carefully so you wouldn't wrinkle your suit. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, every woman can get that, right? Yeah. Okay. And what color was the suit? 
I think it was. I think it was blue. Okay, like navy blue, maybe. No, more bright blue. But I'll look. I'll look and see what I actually had on that day. I don't even know what I had. Okay. On. Yeah. A little, a little description. And would you say that suit is the kind of clothes that you normally wear, or sort of a departure from what you normally wear? Uh, it it was pretty typical of what I wore throughout the campaign. You know, uh, you know, a bright colored a bright colored suit jacket with black pants. You know, black pants and a black tank top is generally my uniform. And I think I, you know that was right. pretty much what I wore too. Right. But before that, before the campaign started, would you say yeah. that's typical or a little bit more dressed up? Probably a little bit more dressed up than than normal living, especially in Arizona. Right, but nothing where you felt like you were out of your element. No, I wanted to feel like I I liked what I looked like, you know, and felt comfortable, um, almost like a power suit. Right. But you know, I don't really have a power suit, but I like to make sure that I feel comfortable in what right. I have. That I'm not pulling everything. And, you know, I used to have a closet full of power suits, yes. you know, and then when I started helping people write books, I said, I'm a writer. I can be eclectic. I don't have to, you know what I mean? And like some of them, you know, a couple of them I kept in terms of there are instances where this truly is appropriate, but, you know, like, I mean, I'm a writer. I can be a little weird, you know, people people sort of expect that, you know, right? Well, so, um, that's something okay. too. When you're, right. In Arizona, you have to be very cautious because you can't be too done because we are the West, and you can't be too right. undone. And it is, it, I, you know, it's it's a challenge, I think, for for women politicians from the West to be able to hit that right note all the time. Yeah, to kind of find the balance. So anyway, so um, so you were on a stage. You had to go up a few steps. Usually it's like three steps, and then you're yeah. up on the platform, right? Right. Okay. All right. And how would you describe the faces in the crowd? Were they happy? They were eager? Yes. They, yeah. Okay. They, they were, um, you know, just, you know, people were, were interested, and, you know, it was, it was not like, you know, when you're at church and some people are dozing off, I mean, it was really an electric act. Right. Right. Good. Because, I mean, you do say in there that, um, that um, you know, they were there to support you. Yeah. You know? So let's describe what that support looked like. They were smiling. They were leaning forward, you know? Yeah. Now, did you from like behind stage or did you like walk down an aisle in the center or right. I walked down the middle from the back to the front. Okay. And what was that like? That was that was um just crazy. It was uh you know because there were so many people. I was so overwhelmed by the number of people that were in there. That that you know people people I expected, but then people I didn't expect. People who traveled a long way to come, you know, from Phoenix and from Las Vegas, and and my dad came from Florida, and you know, just um, so that was really exciting. And you know, you're kind of going down this this middle section, 
um, and people on both sides are shaking your hand and patting your back and, you know, giving you a you know, thumbs up and go, Charlie. Yes, yes. And, um, you know, so it, it was just really so touching that, you know, because you're like, you know, I, I'm just thinking, wow, they really believe I can do this and, and want me to yeah. do this. Right, right. So, okay, so uh, I would love to see a little more description of that, you know, in the appropriate what? place when, you know, and, and who said to you, who said to you, okay, Dr. Kelly, it's time. He said <laughs> something, uh, word something like that. Yeah, uh, Mike was the one that said, okay, let's go, time to go. And then he was periscoping the whole time also, which was a little stressful too, because he was putting it on the internet, all of us walking in, you know, he was, he was live streaming us going going yeah. from across the street into the event and uh, put miking up, getting my mic put on and all those things. He was periscoping at me putting on makeup. Right. So who is who is doing the periscoping? My husband. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. I thought you said that, but um it's it's like there's a little two second time delay. From yeah. you know, seeing your mouth move to the words showing up on my phone. So yeah. anyway, um, okay, and and then you left a space there um, where you said sort of like, should I insert some of the words from my speech? Yeah. All right. And my thought is, I think that you should. Um, do you, if by any chance would you have the speech handy? You could pull up and kind of. Go, go through it. Yeah, you know, because it's more of an announcement than really a full-on speech, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm just let me write down. Let me see. Okay. I love that people laughed where they were supposed to laugh. They applauded in places I didn't even anticipate. That's <laughs> that's that's really good when that happens, Dr. Kelly. So. Thank you. So as you're looking for that, um, would you say at the end of the speech, would you say there was kind of a rush of some people towards you to give you hugs and shake your hand? Yes. You know? Yes. Right? And how did you feel about that? Uh, it, it was, it was, you know, just it just was it's humbling because you think, wow, they okay. Now my my daughter is here. Here's her dog, Coda. So, okay, you're on my Coda. Okay, okay, okay. Go on. Yeah, very good. Um. So yeah, I I thought it was just you know. It was exciting because there are people that you know and you love and they want to give you, you know, just give you adulation and, and hugs and congratulations and um, well wishes. And then other people who want to be a part of the political process and think, wow, I'm here at the beginning of something big um, that maybe weren't attached before but um, but but wanted to, to get involved somehow and pick me as a way to do that. Right, right. So anyway, okay, good. I'm sorry, I, I keep interrupting you and you're looking up the speech. I no, it's okay, you're fine, you're fine. 
All right. Okay. So, um, so the speech is basically, hi, I'm Dr. Kelly Ward, a proud mom, physician, and military wife, and I'm running for the United States Senate. Uh, I'm so glad to see so many smiling faces out there today. Thank you for coming out. I'm I'm glad to see you. You're here because you believe that Arizona needs a fresh a fresh voice in Washington, and I can be that voice. You know, so much about Washington is not working. We all know that. It's a bureaucratic mess. It can't innovate. It can't get out of its own way. I'm running to change Washington's ways, but we can't do that without changing the people we send there. 30 years in Washington have changed Senator McCain. I wouldn't be running if that wasn't true. Now, please don't get me wrong. Senator McCain's service to our country deserves our respect. You'll never hear me speak ill of his sacrifices he made for us in the military. But, but he's not the conservative he claims to be. Respectfully, it's time for a change. It's time to retire John McCain. And uh, then, I, then I went on to, let me borrow a, a, a famous phrase and give you some straight talk about McCain's record in the Senate. In just the last few years, Senator McCain voted for tax hikes, bailouts, amnesty, massive new spending, and for liberal judges. He mocked the very conservatives who were trying to stop Obamacare. He voted 14 times to increase the debt ceiling even further. He opposed efforts to stop warrantless wiretapping and spying. And the list goes on. What's most telling is this. Senator McCain was recently singled out by Hillary Clinton as her favorite Republican. Well, let me make you a promise right here, right now. Send me to the Senate and Hillary Clinton will never say that about me. Uh, (laughs) That that one always, always got a laugh throughout the whole campaign, which was good. Now, you know, this is going to be a tough campaign. It's, it'll be expensive, hard-fought, and I'm jumping into this full well knowing that we are fighting a David and Goliath battle. But the stakes are too great for me to just sit idly by. As a physician, I've seen firsthand how Obamacare is ravaging our health care system. Premiums are up and emergency rooms where I care for people are overwhelmed. As a state senator, I fought endless spending, worked to reform welfare, and said no to higher taxes and bloated budgets, even when it wasn't popular. As an Arizonan, I've witnessed the toll that illegal immigration in a porous border has taken on this state, and I want to see it end. And as the wife of a military, well, no, let me see. And as the wife of a military doc, I've learned a lot about keeping promises to our veterans and ensuring that they're taken care of after their service ends. And as a mom, I never want my kids to say that I didn't do everything in my power to maintain the liberty and freedom that makes this country so great. Those are just some of the reasons why I'm running but I'm also running for you. I'm running not because I want some fancy new title or corner office in Washington, D.C. I'm running because Arizona deserves a Republican senator who actually represents their values, not one who has to fight every year for being censured by his own party. You deserve better than broken promises in Washington speak. I hope you'll join this campaign. Together we can remake Washington into something that's working for you and staying out of your way, not something that you have to fight against. But changing Washington starts with you. It starts with you joining me and thousands of your fellow Arizonans today to send a fresh new voice to the U.S. Senate. I'm Dr. Kelly Ward, and I'm running for the United States Senate. Join me, and we'll shake up Washington together. That was the end. Very nice. 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 Yay! And I gave some iteration of that uh, throughout the campaign, you know, throughout the campaign I used it a a lot with some, you know, some changes, but your stump speech. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. Um, 
I think you should absolutely not insert the whole thing. I liked, in, in terms of like really captivating attention, everything to the point where you said, you know, respect Senator John McCain's, you know, time and service. Yes. Right? Up till yes. Yeah. And then you kind of go through this big long list of, you know, things that you want to change, right? Like Obamacare and and, you know, all those issues. Um, you know, who knows what's going to happen two years from now. Like Obamacare could be completely gone, and now we right. have Trump care or something. Yes. So for the longevity of the book, I would kind of like skip that list of issues. Okay. And then start back with you, de you know, I, I think you started um, sort of your conclusion with you deserve can you read that part to me again, where you start with yeah. you deserve? She has it in her phone. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I have it on my phone, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm running because Arizona deserves a Republican senator who actually represents their values, not one who has to fight every year from being censured by his own party. You deserve better than broken promises in Washington speak, that part. Uh, I hope you'll join this campaign. Together we can make, remake Washington into something that's working for you and staying out of your way, not something you have to fight against. But changing Washington starts with you. It starts with you joining me and thousands of your fellow Arizonans today to send a fresh new voice to the United States Senate. I'm Dr. Kelly Ward, and I'm running for the United States Senate. Very nice. Okay. So what I suggest is go all the way up through, you know, respecting John McCain's service. Yeah. And... And when you put it in there, when you put it in there, what you want to do is like indent the entire speech. Okay. Like you would the beginning of that, and italicize it. Okay. It's page four where you have the insert yeah. speech here. What, Katie? Uh, it's in the other cabinet. Daddy moved it over there. Okay. Okay. And, I'm still so, yeah, so I say that 30 years in Washington have changed him, but you're not going to hear me say anything bad about him, basically, about what he did in the military? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like that, the end of that paragraph. Okay. Right? And, and you, you know, You've got that part of the speech. It's it's indented and italicized and in quotes, okay? And then I say, and then what I would do is go back to where you have like a regular paragraph and say, you know, then I listed off um, concerns of the Arizona people um, regarding what I believe, you know, what I have seen they want changed. Okay. You know, so they know like there was speech in there, not like it looks like you just, like, skipped over it. Right. You know, that were of great importance in 2000, great issues of right. importance in 2016. Like okay. That. Okay. And then your conclusion that you read back to me. Okay. So then, the, the John McCain part, then kind of what else we discussed in the speech without it being a quote, then more quote from the speech for the conclusion. Right, just the last sentences where you deserve this, 
you know, yeah. me, yeah. you know, all that. Hold on one second, Denise. My, Katie's going to turn on uh, the blender for just a second. Hold on. All right. Somebody's making a smoothie. Okay, go ahead. What what else? That she forgot. I thought somebody's making a smoothie. Right. I can't hear you. I said somebody's making a smoothie. Yeah, she's making a smoothie. I don't know. The connection's looking kind of. much 
about being a Republican or a Democrat. Um, you know, I remember being about four years old in South Carolina and uh, telling my parents how I liked Nixon. Uh, if, you know, why I would like Nixon, I have no idea when I was four years old. And I was like, yeah, go Nixon, go Nixon. And they were like, what are you saying? So I don't know if I've just always been a Republican but not didn't know. I don't know. You know. Okay. Uh, so are your parents still Democrats to this day? No, no, no. No one's a Democrat anymore. No. They, they, I think my mom was probably always more conservative. Um, I do remember one time going to the polling places when I was little, probably nine or ten years old, and my dad telling my mom that she better vote the same way as him because she didn't, he didn't want her canceling his vote out. Okay. And and was your dad a Democrat at the time? Yeah, he was a Democrat, too. My grandmother was the one, his, his mom, was the one who was very active in the Mine Safety Act because my grandfather got killed in the number nine mine explosion um, in in West Virginia and was really instrumental in getting mine safety put into action. But she was very well known by by all the Democrats in the state. They'd come to her little mine house. You know, we lived in a mine camp and in a little duplex, and they would all come. The governor, the senators would come to her house because they knew she had so much influence over the people. How, how did that um, impact you? seeing that in your grandma? You know, I, I mean, I, th- I thought it was pretty pretty cool. I always say, you know, I had to, I, I loved her, her passion, but I had to overcome her politics. Um, I remember when Jimmy Carter was elected and she was dancing in a little circle singing happy days are here again. You know, she was a little five foot tall, you know, little tiny lady. She's just dancing because she was so happy. Happy days are here again. Jimmy Carter was here. And, um, so you liked her passion, but you didn't like her politics. Well, I didn't really, I, you know, can you get that from him? I don't really think that um, that I even knew what her politics really were. You know, I, it wasn't okay. it wasn't like it is now where, you know, every minute you're inundated with talk radio and, and you know, 24-hour news cycles. Uh, and so politics sure. was a lot further removed. I think than it is now. Right, right. So um, yeah, in fact, the year that Jimmy Carter won, I was 18, and that was my first experience voting. Yeah. And I voted. I voted for Gerald Ford because he was yeah. from Michigan, where I'm from. And right. and he seemed like a really nice. And I felt like he should, you know, just because he pardoned Nixon, I felt oh. like he shouldn't be punished for that. Okay. You know. Yeah. Um, but I knew a lot of people. I knew a lot of people who were Republicans that voted for Jimmy Carter because they just kind of wanted to punish Gerald Ford for that. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I felt like I felt like that wasn't fair. You know. So okay. I'm just wondering. I mean, I know you have lots of stories to tell that are going to be coming up, but I'm just wondering, like, if those kind of thoughts about what you saw of politics, you know, growing up, like your parents were Democrats, but they yeah. saw the light over the years and switched over. Or your mom, your grandmother was active in politics and, and mind safety, right? Okay. You know, like yeah. just 
some little snacks about that because that led to you being the person you are, you know. Right. And in a way, you kind of broke ranks with your family. Yeah. You know, what do you think yeah. it was about you that you just always sort of, you know, leaned in that Republican direction, even though your family was going, what are you saying, you know? Right. Well, I think it was once I grew up and understood what, <laughs> what the party stood for, you know, because everybody was a Democrat because everybody was a Democrat not because of anything else, not because they liked what they stood for, they liked their platform, they liked their, you know, um, whatever, the, the policy they were trying to pass. Soda. Crazy dog. Big dog. He's a half beagle, half dachshund. So he's not... Okay, so it's the makes He has a big Yes, yes. My little dog is sitting right here, so quiet, trying to avoid the other dog. Uh, so, yeah, so I think a little bit about, you know, the fact that you broke ranks from your family and that, you know, from the time you were little, even though yeah. it was different from your family, you just kind of leaned that direction. And once you became an adult and learned about what the party stood for, you know, then it made total sense to you. It was like, yeah, that, you know, that's in alignment with how I feel, you know. Like, I mean, Arizona, I mean, it's a very red state. I mean, so yeah. it's very about freedom and personal rights and things like that. Right. Yes. Right. So I'm going to take a little, like, two-minute break from the action to tell you about, um, my weekend in Texas for just a second, because yeah. the, the purpose, the reason I'm there is I edited a book for a charitable organization that's been around for 30-some years, and um, it was brought to my attention by a gal. I've edited two of her books, and she's involved in this charity, right? Yeah. And um, anyway, you know, of course, Texas is, you know, I mean, even – as much, if not more, than Arizona, they're they're like really they're like a country into themselves almost. You yeah, know? yeah. And I, mean, I, have I, have I have a lot of donors from Texas. Yeah, I mean, my experience of Texas is twice I've driven across the Panhandle, and yeah. I've changed planes in the airport a number of times in either Dallas or Houston. You know, but I've yeah. never really spent much time there. So anyway, I was invited to come to this fundraiser. This was like their big annual fundraiser, and they were launching the book, and they wanted me to go to the platform and talk about my involvement in the book and what I learned about and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, they, they like any fundraiser, you know, they're doing like everything in their power to raise money. So they had a silent auction and they had a live auction, right? Yeah. So I went in the room where, the, they're, you know, where they have all the things displayed that they're going to auction off. And they had, like, sports jerseys that were signed and stuff like that. Right. And they had fishing trips, trips and everything. What stunned me is when I saw automatic rifles. They were auctioning. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, or AK-47, you know. I'm like, this is like a whole different culture, you know. Well, you, every every event so. in Arizona, I mean, Mike, actually, we had our, our state party meeting 
on Saturday. So all the the Republican activists were there to elect our new state chairman, and they raffled off actually three AR-15 plus a bunch of ammunition, and and Mike won the ammunition. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But at any rate, I mean, there was one, they said, this Uzi is valued at $2,000, and it went for like $10,500, you know. Wow. So there were people with money in the crowd. At any yeah. rate, you know, the, the next day, the guy was, I said, he said, how did you enjoy the event last night? I said, oh, it's the highlight of my weekend, you know. And he said, well, it's not as glitzy and everything as Las Vegas. I'm like, yeah, but I see that all the time. I said, this was like. A totally different experience for me, you know. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, I think inserting that you're on your way. Bye, honey. I'll see you later. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So I think inserting that speech is a good idea. There's some other things. Um, just some little things like uh, towards the bottom of of um, you know, and I'm going to change these in the editing process after you resend it to me with the speech in it. Okay. No. Like where you say they made the three-hour drive, and you have the number three. Yes. This is right page four. Yeah, I see it. Okay. Yeah, any, anything the number 10 and under should be written out, and then 11 and above, you can use, like, the Arabic numerals. Okay. Okay. And then yeah. let's see. There were other things. Um, why are you running? Why do you think you can win? What do you think about the Second Amendment? How are you going to solve Arizona's illegal immigration problem? What are your thoughts on the Affordable Care Act? Aren't you afraid? Of, I love how you put, aren't you afraid of John McCain? You put that last. Yes. You know? yes. <laughs> I love it. So anyway, the questions are flying and I'm answering. How did you feel in the midst of all that? I mean, I'm sure all those questions were coming at you at once. You know, and they got like their re little recorders or microphones or whatever yeah. stuck in your face. Like, what yeah. was that? What was that like? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's just overwhelming because, just like I said somewhere in here, you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot. So you have to be very, very careful about what you're saying, but you also have to be genuine and truthful and personable and um, be able to make the connections that you need to be able to make. Right. So, you know, so, it's, so what, it's like walking on a tight tightrope. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a good description. It's like walking a tightrope. You know? And I often think that's true for women in business too. It's kinda like walking a tightrope. Yep. You know? It's like we have to be we have to still be like women, but we can't be we still need to be sort of aggressive and assertive yes. in a way. You know? Yes. Finding that Right. Well, yeah. and if, so, you're, um, if you're too put together and too pretty, then people aren't going to take and, you seriously. Right. But if you're right. if you're well, not you pretty and put together, they're not going to take you seriously either. So it, it is. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. So okay. Um, the question: Did you did you kind of rehearse sort of like talking points for different questions so that you could? you know, like, give the answers readily? Yeah, to to a point. Uh, you know, I probably could always rehearse more, but, you know, I hate to be too rehearsed. Uh, I think one of my strong points mm -hmm. is the ability to think on my feet and to give a coherent answer 
uh, no matter what's asked of me. I, you know, not saying I know everything because I'm not afraid to say, you know, I don't know. I have to find out more about that and I'll look into it and then roll into something that I want to, that I do know a lot about, that I, you know, that I do want to get my point across. But, um, you know, I, I've always prided myself on not being afraid to answer questions, um, whether it's with the press or whether it's with, you know, people who are coming to hear what I have to say and, and get answers from me. Uh, the longest I've ever answered questions is two hours. Uh, and and um, it, was, it was pretty... Right. That was after I gave my speech, the two hours of question and answers with a group of about, I don't know, 100 people. Okay. Because as long okay. as I have time, so I'll answer I, questions. Right. I think it would be valuable to say that, you know, I had rehearsed um, some of the answers to the questions I thought would be coming, you know, but I don't like to be over-rehearsed, you know, and I like to think I'm, you know, I'm, I know my beliefs and I know where I stand and, you know, I can think on my feet. Right? Yeah. And, and then this thing about the trackers. Why have I never I, – I mean, are the trackers people from the media or, like, where where do the trackers come from? Well, one was from the Democrat Party, I, I believe. And one was from an organization called American Bridge. And they were talking about American Bridge actually just last night whenever, because they're the ones that put together the 70-page dossier on uh, abortion, the, the new the, the right. nominee for the Supreme yeah. Court. And, uh, American and, Bridge is like a very left-leaning pack. Yes. Yeah. Right. And they're, they, okay. their, mo their motive is to hold Republicans accountable. And I had an American Bridge tracker. Right. From before I even announced that I was that I was running, uh, I had they they would come to every single event that I did. Uh, even in Washington D.C. when we went to CPAC last year, they had it wasn't my normal tracker, Eddie. It was another tracker, but he had his camera on a stick in my face um, for a lot of the time while I was there. Okay, so I think and you can add. Trackers too. He, there were lots of McCain trackers that would come um, and follow right. me as well. Right. Uh, some of them were right. McCain kids that would pretend they were part of, you know, that were they were excited about our campaign and then try to surreptitiously uh, uh, videotape and audio tape at, at our events. And um, and some were overt, just there. Uh, Grassroots Action Pack also had a tracker that tracked me. They weren't. I don't think they were at the announcement. Do you remember, Katie? No. Grassroots Action Pack wasn't at the announcement, I don't think. So. Right. so I would, I suggest you put, you know, they're part of the opposition. They drool over the possibility that they'll capture a word, a sentence, or a look that can be used about against their foes. We have two here tonight, and they are tigers, okay? Now, I would start a new paragraph on people are trickling out. Okay. Right? Now, yeah. after and they are tigers, yeah. I would put um, something like, you know, one of the trackers um, I believe is from the Democratic Party. The other one is from American Bridge, which is from a very left-wing PAC, a political action yeah. committee, you know. 
So, and, and they are looking for you to say one word that's out of place. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's got you know, the I, word for that, that uh, at that point, you know, that, that there could have been McCain, McCain trackers in the audience, but they were trying to blend in something, you know. Yeah, yeah, okay, sure, add that as well, okay. Um, they've got their Ward for Senate T-shirts. Just when I added it, I'll put Ward for Senate in quotes, okay. okay. Uh, they've yeah. gotten their campaign hands, and they're clutching their bumper stickers, eager to put them on their cars and show their support. The room is starting to cool down. The press is packing up, okay. So how long were you in the midst of all that questioning that was going on? All of the, uh-oh, Katie, can you give me my plug because my battery's running low. It's right there. Um, can you can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay, you are you were frozen there. I didn't know if it was my computer. Um, well, the, the whole event probably lasted for about an hour and a half, maybe. Uh, you know, if you count all the time because people came early. Uh, we had a little bit of entertainment before I came. We had a kid playing guitar and singing, and they were all milling around, and they had hors d'oeuvres, and, you know, there was a, a cash bar that if they wanted to get something, they could. And, um, you know, I was probably in the room maybe for an hour, I would say, if you include the speech and all this, the hoopla and the packing up and the leaving. Right, right. Who who funded the event? Like, did you have supporters that were were funding it, or did you fund it as the kickoff? Well, or? Yeah, the campaign the campaign funded it. You know, there I don't think we might have had a few sponsors. I'll have to look to see if anybody directly sponsored it. But I think mostly we just put all our money into you know whatever the donations were, and then we utilized that as we had it and as we needed it. Okay. All right. All right, because, like, most people have never been to somebody announcing their candidacy for something, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. They add a sour note to the wonderful music we've heard all night. The staff informs them the event is over. The family asks them to lead nicely on my dad. Um, just so you're aware, going forward, and I'll change this in the editing process, the only time you use a... Um, a um, exclamation point in a book yeah. is inside quote. Okay. No. Um, the only is if you say something like "stop it," you know what I mean, like something really exclamatory. So, yes. you know, just just so you're aware, um, it ninety five percent of the time it's just inside. If I was describing the the. Uh, <laughs> If I was describing the protesters in Washington, D.C., when they were saying, shame, 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 when we were walking into one of the balls, you could do that, right? Shame, shame. they were saying? Shame, shame, well, they, they shame. Like, you know, the protesters were holding up their colorful signs, um, shouting, comma, quotation mark, yeah. shame, 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 exclamation yeah. point on all of those. And threat to close it. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay, anyway. very good. All right. Okay. One last thing to do for the Adrenaline Lines. Breitbart News Network wants an exclusive interview. The journalist has been in the audience all night. 
kind of like a tracker, but without the evil intent. Right, Bert? Well, I think now with um, Steve Bannon, you know, it's like I think yeah. a lot more people know what right now is than, than didn't before. Okay. Right. Uh, did they support you throughout your campaign, right, Bert? They did. They did, yes, yes. I can't remember. Okay. I don't think there was a time when I actually went out and did an interview with Stephen Bannon, but I don't know if it was that night or another night, but it might have been that night. I'll, I'll have to look back to see um, because I, I, at one, we have so many events at Chagruz. They all just glong together in your brain. Um, but I, yep. I went out, and I think it actually was that night. We we went upstairs to have dinner after, and the reporter was up having dinner with the family, and I went out and I was on the radio with Stephen Bannon live afterwards. So maybe I should put that in. That's pretty. That's a big deal, you know. I mean, especially Steve Bannon, who is now President Trump's. Yes. He just, he just elevated him. Position, he's the hand, and I understand. He's the hand of the king. Hand of the king is what I call him. I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones or not, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess there's some kind of confirmation uh, hearings for that position, so he doesn't quite have it yet. You know, just like with the cabinet and everything. But um, at any rate, I think that would be really valuable because that shows you hobnobbing with people who are in the White House right now. You know, right, right. Yes, he he okay. actually I met him I met him at CPAC the year before, and he told me that my election was the most important um, after the president. Wow. Yes, I wish we could have delivered it, but did you, you know maybe this time. Yeah. You did. You did the very best you could do. You gave it your very best, right? Yeah, I so, did. I did. Anyway. All right, the day is over. The waves of nerves, nausea, sweaty palms, rapid heartbeat, elation, determination, and joy are subsiding back to reality. I'm really doing this. I'm as ready as I can be. I remember what's really important to me, my faith, my family, and my profession. This is an election, a tough election. Okay. Uh, I'm sure there will be lies and mistruths spread about me. I will either win or lose. I know that I will learn a lot along the way. I know that my life has a purpose and that I must enjoy the ups and downs of this journey. I hug my kids. I hug my parents. I say a prayer of thankfulness. My husband and I hold hands and sigh. My heart is full. Love, dove, love, dove, love, dove. Nice. All right. So I suggest, how would you feel about this? This is just a tiny bit of departure. Okay. But, you know, you kind of want to motivate and inspire the crowd, all right? And and what comes across, because I've kind of been getting to know you, you know, since you started working with me and everything, yeah. is it's like you're a really cool chick, Dr. Kelly. I mean, you really are, you know? So, and, and you come across like normal as can be. And it's like somewhere towards the end, I'm thinking, like right after the um, Breitbart thing, I wonder what she'll write. You know, mm-hmm. it's like maybe a paragraph or two about, you know, it's a big deal to throw your hat into the ring. Like, what have you wanted to do that requires you to, you know, suck it up and take a deep breath and and go for it? 
you know, just a short paragraph like that before this okay. very end where it says, you know, because that's you connecting with the reader. Okay. Right? It's like now you're engaging them, you know, and rather than that, I mean, not that any of this is like the political stuffy thing, you know, you said when you wrote your um, yeah. uh, your overview that it's not going to be like politicians who are like in love with their own words, right? And And yeah. it's not. But I think it would be a real departure if you said what, you know, what have you wanted to do that, you know, felt like a big risk or felt like you need to take a deep breath or, you know, something like that in there. So, anyway. But I'll tell you what, for as nervous as you've been with me about, oh, I'm going to need to write it and everything, it's like, I don't know how you're feeling at the moment, but I thought you did a really nice job. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I just keep thinking, okay, now I've got 20 more of these. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I once, had, I once somebody said to me, they said, have you ever written a term paper before? Now, most of the time you didn't love the topic that a term paper was about because it was assigned by somebody else. But think of it as like you're writing 20 term papers, but yeah. it's on a topic that you're passionate about. That's right, you know? that's right. And you should always be so, able to dig something out. Right. So, you know, I mostly wanted to, um, um, you know, suggest that you insert the speech and, and go into a little more detail and things like that. But generally speaking, boy, for the first chapter, I thought you did a really nice job. Thank you. You disappeared on you're Skype. Welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, your, your picture is a little bit frozen on Skype. But anyway, yeah. what's that? Okay. So... Very good. Okay, well, I'm excited to, to keep going. I, I know that I I need to, I think I need to set aside some some more time to to do it more regularly so that I don't start and then stop and then come back to it, you know, get more of a flow. You know, I'm looking at the outline. I pulled that up this morning as well, okay? Yeah. And I don't think you should go to Election Day and the devastation in, I think it's a little too soon to okay. have that let down. Okay? How would you feel about putting, uh, you have Chapter 3 about why politics? Yeah. How would you feel about putting that in Chapter 2? I think that would be be good. You know, like switch those two around. Yeah. Or even later, we'll see okay. when we get to that yeah. election. Yeah. Yeah. It's like why politics? It's like, um, um, I I want to know like why you and politics, just as much as I want to know about you know, those things that were happening in politics that set you off. Because when things are going right, when we're getting what we want, we're like, okay, that's good, everything's cool, right? right. And yeah. um, there you go, right? But it's when things are not what we want, that's when we step up and we go, you know what, maybe I can be an agent for some positive change around here. Right. Right? 
Yes. Right. In the in the why politics, um, um, you know, you've got you know, you were involved in medical politics and everything, September eleventh happened and you've got kind of like a list here. Um yeah. but but also like what is it about you that like so many people they would see Obamacare happen or whatever happened and they would go, Darn it, I'm not happy about that and maybe the most they would ever do is fire off a letter to their Congress member or their senator or something like that. It's like right. you have done something totally different, you know, right? right? So, you know, I mean, all these things are valuable, but also what is it about you that okay. you decide to go this direction? Okay. So, and let's yeah. make that Chapter 2, and then we'll decide what's going to come after that, but... um um, you know, whether you want election day after that or, you know, go into childhood adversity. But let's start with why politics next. Okay. Okay. Yep. So what what questions do you have for me before we wrap up today? Uh, well, I mean, you know, because I, I was a little bit worried about the 10, but, you know, because I did it kind of present tense and then a little bit of past tense and then back into present tense. Is that Okay. Uh, I'm going to be making some changes to your tenses. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because that's, you know, I, you know, I, and, I, know yeah. I, I knew I did it. I did it on purpose, but I just didn't know if it was right or not. Yeah. Um, you know, the idea is you want to stay away from that sort of passive voice, you know, like yes. have been and have been. And, you know, you want to stay away from that and keep it more of an active voice. And right. once I get the chapter from you with, you know, with the changes, then I'll go over, like, the changes in tenses and, and why I did it, you know. But you want it to be, like, fairly consistent throughout. You just want to make sure you don't have that passive voice, that you have an active voice. Okay. You know, obviously it's something that happened, you know, a year ago or, you know, in the case of childhood adversity 30 years ago, you know. Right. But, yeah, um, yeah I'm going to be making... I'm going to be making changes to that. So, anyway. Okay. Yeah, that, so, I, was, yeah. I was wondering, you know. So, Okay, very good. Well, I will work on getting this updated and then start okay. the next. Yes, is that the plan? Yeah, yeah. And, and the next one is going to be sort of like why you got into politics, right? Right. Okay. And I will tell you, you don't have to do these in, in chronological order. I know, you know, yes. I mean, if you, okay, like if you get to it and then you go, oh, I'm just really not in the mood to do this one yet, and you want to skip down to Chapter 7, that's okay. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Because I have, I have found people that try to do it in strict chronological order, those are the ones that very often get stuck and don't finish. Yeah. You know? So it's like go with go with what resonates for you. So anyway. Very good. All right. Okay. All right. So let's schedule our next uh time to meet. Okay. All right. So two weeks would be the fifteenth. Yes. I I'm gonna be out of town the thirteenth to the seventeenth. Um, okay. 
Uh, and then I'm going to be out of town again the 20th to the 24th. But I would like to. I mean, I can still, I can still Skype. I just don't know if I can do my phone because um, we're going to be in Mexico the 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th. Oh, where are you going in Mexico? We're just going to Rocky Point again. <laughs> we we finally got into oh. our our new condo, so that's good, and um, we just want to, you know go back down, check it out, make sure everything's good, and spend a little bit of time there. We we said we were going to spend a few days down there, three or four days every single month that we can um, because we didn't do that kind of stuff before. And now we, we can. Of course, our, my campaign manager's giving me grief about it because he's like, that's four days that you're not going to be able to meet with people. I was like, well, I haven't seen one meet with people anyway yet, so... Yeah, yeah. It's still it's still early. Okay. So I will. I will do it. Um, I'll be back on the 17th. Well, we're actually coming back the 16th. Do you have anything open on the 17th? Um, uh, I typically have. It, it would have to be a little bit later in the day. I typically have one meeting. Let me see. I, yeah, it would need to be a little bit later in the day, like about 12:30 Arizona time. Yeah, that'd be that'd be great. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me put you in there, Doctor Kelly Ward. Okay, and we're saying eleven thirty. Yes. Eleven thirty. Which is my twelve thirty for your twelve thirty. My yeah, time. That's, that's, time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sorry about that. That's, that's okay. Twelve thirty for you. Anyway, so how are you feeling about all this? Um, better. You know, I still think, why would somebody want to read this? But, you know, I guess, I guess that's, that's what everybody thinks. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Every, everyone does. And, um, I just think it's really well done and, and why people would want to read it is, is all in the marketing. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, which, which we'll be talking about. So anyway, now you're all the people that you're working with on your um, upcoming campaign. They know that you're writing a book. Yes. Um, they they really don't. Uh, I don't I don't think so. I need to I need to tell them I am. <laughs> I think we have that's a good now. idea. Say yeah, I think that would be a good idea because it definitely could impact. Um, kind of your strategy of what you're going to be doing, you know, once the book comes out. And, you know, I mean, I think you could get media coverage saying, you know, and this is Dr. Kelly Ward. She's got a book coming out in a few more days. And you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like you could build excitement for your, I mean, and you know this, build up excitement for your candidacy by building up right, excitement right. for your book. Yes, yes. So, exactly. Yeah, I think it would be a good next time you talk to them to let them know. I will. I will. I'll be talking to them. I talk to them all, every day. So, Okay, very good. Well, I'll keep okay. working on it. I'll right. get you some stuff, and we'll keep keep trudging along. Okay. All right. Well, have fun in Mexico, and I'll talk to you on the 17th. All right. Sounds great. Bye-bye. Okie dokie. All right. Take care, Dr. Kelly. You too. Bye, Denise. All right. Bye-bye.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.